Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Well, you've got some big news. I sure do, guys. Hey, come here. Folks, I don't know if it's going to pick up on my mouth. Oh, she's not purring right now. Um, but uh, yesterday, as of February 11th, 2023, I am a mother again. I adopted a cat. And she's beautiful. Yeah. She is a dilute calico. She's very gray. She looks like she is. Uh, it's basically cinder pelt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And she does have like some uh, spots. Please don't. Oh, my God. Please don't jump onto my laptop. Uh, she's very interested in what I'm doing right now. She doesn't have a name yet. Um, well, can I uh, cinder? Cinder? I was thinking, I was thinking about that, because... Because she does look, I mean, she's gray like ash, and then she's got little orange parts, like yeah. little flames. Yeah. Cinder... Name her after wow, me. She's, Name her oh, after. God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, she just jumped on my laptop. Um, She's really interested in the audacity output. I know, life's very interesting. I, You're okay, hon. Um, she has a very pointy face. Um, she... I, I will post photos. I like my phone was freaking out yesterday, so we didn't take too many. I didn't take too many photos, but um, yeah. Like, oh my so, god, a cat! Huh? Your phone was just really excited for a cat. Yeah, pictures. my phone was hyped. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so me and my cousin um, talked about it, and we we're like, I think we're ready, and like I have a trip next month, so we're like, if we get a cat now, it'll be hopefully enough time for her to adjust and I'll also get along with KK. Um, they, I went, I had like a shelter appointment set up for like 11. Um, didn't meet anyone there. Went to like two other shelters, like two humane society, or actually one other humane society. And then we were going to go to another humane society. And my cousin was like, you know, we should stop at like PetSmart and Petco and other like pet places that like have yeah, that partner with shelters. Yeah, that partner with shelters. And uh, the first pet smart we went with, I met this one kitty, and I was like, oh my god, her, her, it must be her. She was already getting adopted, though. Um, but I was like, I was like, you know what, that's good. She's, uh, but, I was yep. sad about it, but she was, you know, going to go to someone in a family. And yeah. it worked out perfectly, because then our fifth stop, which was another pet smart, we met her, and she was from a local shelter. Um, and... She was in one of the big ones with uh, we th- her four other siblings. And we thought at least one of the other siblings was there and just was hidden away. Uh, nope. Everyone else was gone. And she was the last one. Yeah. So she's eight months. She just is a purr storm. There were, she was so friendly. I But I had met... We were meeting two other cats that were in there. And, but, and so she had kind of like gone back to lay down and play with her crinkle ball and then when I, I kneeled down to go meet her she like immediately perked up and was like hi hi oh and she noticed like, me yeah and I was like it's this one um her name at the shelter was Aurora probably like Aurora Borealis um mm. but I was like nah I wanna I don't know my we're me and my cousin our two top names we're thinking of this is such a weird position she's in right now but okay um <laughs> Is a minnow for Ella Minnow P. Oh, yeah, or Chickadee. Chickadee is adorable. Yeah, my cousin really likes Chickadee too. And we we're also thinking Unagi, like eel, <laughs> but sushi eel. Also, one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's probably one of our favorites too. So, 
Um, I was working on a Usagi Yojimbo comic, mm-hmm. and they're like, grilled unagi, our favorite treat. And I was like, me too. <laughs> like, hyped with you. But yeah, uh, Cinder has also come up, or like, Smokey. Um, Mercury was another one my cousin mentioned. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so we haven't quite decided we're going to let her, you know, get to know her a little more. Um, mm-hmm. I... One thing is I did notice yesterday, her ears are a little gross, and I don't <laughs> know grody. if it, yeah, we're not 100% sure if it is um, just she's a waxy, dirty gal, or if it's mites. Um, she does have, like, all of the shots, she spayed, and, uh, and, and, like, she did have flea and tick, which usually prevents mites, but uh, in a, an abundance of caution, and also because I adopted her, they recommended um, and so, and it was part of the documents I signed that I get her to a vet as soon as possible. So she's going in Wednesday. Um, so, and she has not directly met KK yet. Um, they, we cracked the door open just cause he was very interested in since she was adjusting well. And this is before we noticed the mites, um, or possible mites. Um, we cracked the door just cause she seemed to be doing good. Um, and we had like the little pop-up tent. Um, and we zipped her up in that just so we could have some distance just in case. And, um, KK was super interested, but she started going, "Mm," and her ears weren't pinned back and her hair wasn't pushed up, but we're like, okay, a little much. Maybe it was a little much. Like, you know, has she been meowing a lot? Not too much. Because, you know, cats usually... Like, they don't meow to each other, so maybe she was just chatting. Maybe. But she she does chirp. So Okay. Like, she kind of goes, a little bit. Not quite like Hobbit, but pretty similar. She's already Amira found a couple a of the sleep too. spots I've left behind from him, and uh, already claimed the blanket under um, my drawing desk as one of her favorite spots. Oh. Um, yeah. Sweet baby. We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try and contain her a bit to the kennel in the tent for sleeping uh, during the night. Just one, because I don't know what she could get into <laughs> quite yet. And yeah. she's still pretty, um, uncoordinated. And my, as my cousin said, I'm not a light sleeper. Um, I'm a very <laughs> heavy sleeper, uh, as proven by the fact that I didn't think Maureen snored or forgot that she did. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on her name and, how she's doing and how it will go with KK. But we're we're feeling good. He he's yeah. very interested. He's he's a little like, what the heck is going on? Who's in there? Who's that lady? What's that? What is that? Are they friend shaped? Looks friend shaped. What do you got in there? Oh well, you know, she is old enough that she should have started her apprenticeship. Oh yeah. So, you basically have a teen on you. I do have a teen. And I have a, a middle-aged man who's just waiting to apprentice her. Yeah, he, he's her mentor. Yeah. He's going to show gotta... her how to stare at birds. Oh, believe you me. She's already trying to figure that out, but she doesn't have the prime <laughs> location. Um, oh, excellent. Do you have any updates or do you want to talk about what you're reading? Uh, let's talk about what I'm reading. I've read a few things, but I'm gonna just do one now and save the other one. Yeah, I have that too. 
<laughs> so I started Sir Callie and the Champions of Helston by Esme Syme Smith. Hmm. And it is a middle grade uh, fantasy book about Callie. And they would like to be a knight. Okay. But their mom thinks they're a girl, so shouldn't. This happens right away, so this isn't really spoilers. So their mom thinks they're a girl. And so, you know, thinks they need to be a proper lady. But their dad's totally supportive of training them to be a knight. So uh, the two of them actually leave the mom and go somewhere else. So their dad, um, their dad finds, uh, uh, gets a boyfriend who's really cool. Oh, okay. And Bye, they all live in tents. And then their dad, who was like the champion knight of the kingdom, like uh-huh. the king's best friend, is called to train a little king. Because the king's son, oldest son died and then the king disappeared and so oh, there's shoot. just this 12-year-old boy left. And they're like, somebody needs to teach this kid how to hold a sword. Please. We're running out of options. So Callie goes with their dad um, to the kingdom. And that's about no as chance. far as I got. Um, I didn't get very far. And then Libby took it away from me. So I, no. I need to check it out again. <laughs> but it's, it's very cute. Very good. Um, there is, you know, uh, trigger warnings for, you know, transphobia. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, I'm glad that but, she, you know, or they, I'm glad that they got to go with their supportive parent, though. Yeah, no, it's really good. So, like, there's really, they were taken away from the home, uh, the transphobic mom. So that's good. And there have been some warnings that, you know, Helston, Helston doesn't like different people. Mm-hmm. So we might come across that. But, you know, it's supposed to be a very empowering book. Um, and there's a little author's note at the beginning, too, just saying some stuff on that. So, yeah. Good stuff. How about you? What have you read? Um, so, the spooky bug has rubbed off on me, I think. Um, yeah, a little bit. And also the fact that uh, Netflix has been releasing the um, Jujito adaptation, anime adaptation, of some of his stories. Um, and I was just like... Oh man, it's been a while since I've read some Jujito, and there's a lot. There's a backlog I got to get through. So I just kind of went to my library, his uh, website, and was like, "Hey, well, what do we got?" And they had a lot, so I just checked them all out that I could. Um, nice. And so I started with uh, "Fragments of Horror" um, by Jujito, and so a lot of his published work, or at least a lot um, that has been translated and brought to the West, a lot of it is like put together in like volumes, but it's a lot of short stories. Um, I've, I've just finished this one and this one has, uh, futon, wooden spirit, uh, red turtleneck or Tomio, the gentle goodbye, uh, dissection Chan, blackbird, uh, Megami Nanakuse, whispering woman. And then there's an afterward. Um, you should name her gremlin. Gremlin. (laughs) But then... What am I going to call her when she's actually being a gremlin? Goblin. What if I just name her Goblin? Well, then you can call her Gremlin when she's bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's definitely, I would say, teen and up. There's 
There's a lot yeah. of body horror in Jinji Ito, if you're not familiar. And, like, obviously there's, uh, there's, or maybe not obviously, but there's body horror, there's nudity, there's, um, it's a horror manga, so you are seeing. Yeah. Really that squeaks you out. Yeah. Maybe not for you. Yeah, even if, even if you've, like, read a stuff and you're like, I, I think I know what I'm gonna expect, you'll see, like, ugh awful things i was like oh no i didn't know i was afraid of this but now i realized i very very much am no i'm really freaked out by this oh no like i didn't think i was freaked out so much by hair and then i read more junji and i was like oh no oh (laughs) yeah so um but i definitely recommend um and i that's the one i just recently finished and i've started another one but i'm saving that one Next nice. Well, I think we just said our last goodbye to Crowfeather. Finally. Are you ready? Yeah. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since we've had like a real good bad gathering you know it's because for so long we've just been like the everything's just been like kind of terrible for everyone so we haven't had like a lot of drama because there one there haven't been gatherings really Um, yes that's true everyone's just been hanging out with each other um yeah and the other drama has been kind of like individual drama and not like <laughs> some of it was like you know uh clan wide yeah but hey give me those cat politics yeah and i guess you know always we can return to the classics of uh uh shadow clan and river clan just being the worst but more specifically yeah. like one or two guys being specifically the worst in those clans and making it bad um but yeah. i'm a little worried about our our the friends we thought were just visiting, but ends up they wanted to move in. But I guess now they are just going to be visiting, probably. Hmm. All right. Well, we're back in the Thunderclan medicine den. Oh, yeah. That yeah. all happened, too. But look at your poor tail, Daisy Wales. Barry Kit turns in circles, trying to see the stump of his tail. He doesn't seem bothered. I'm just like a warrior now, he boasts. Every warrior has wounds. It shows how brave they are. Yeah, that is the cool thing about uh, kids and limb differences is, you know, usually, I mean, you know, as long as they are with a parent who understands and isn't freaking out, if they see someone or have a limb difference, they'll just be like, yep, cool. Sick. Daisy flinches. So Daisy's not really cool. But oh, right. She's Barry like, I'm got k- such taking a these spirit. kids and heading out of Ohio right now. Well, can't she do something? She begs Leafpool. And Leafpool suppresses a sigh. Not even StarClan can grow a tail back. Oh, Daisy knows. And she's so grateful for everything that Leafpool has done. She thought he was going to die for sure. Does she know what StarClan can and can't do? I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I think she means that, like, there's not much else to do. Yeah. 
Well, she just wishes that some cat could make him see that it wasn't a clever thing to do, and that he mustn't do it ever again. <laughs> She's like, I just need to... Can someone I just, just need someone to realize to that, that he is dumb? Yeah, yeah, like, these are consequences. <laughs> it isn't some sick, cool thing that you can show off to your friends and be like, watch me do this kickflip, and then you break your other arm. Yeah. Like... Oh, so she's like, just please somebody show him, show him that this wasn't okay. You would think, I think, now that the pain's probably gone, like, because he seemed very, he he got it when he was, like, bleeding out. Yeah. Well, Barry Kit knows that already, doesn't he? Leafpool asks him. Barry Kit sits, his eyes bright. And Leafpool can hardly believe that it's the same kit who had been wailing with fever just days ago. He knows it was wrong. But camp is so boring. He wants to see the lake. Daisy squeals in terror. He'll oh, drown if he goes there. <laughs> Leafpool tells him he needs to wait until he's apprenticed. Barry Kit wiggles with excitement. Can he be apprenticed now? Can Brambleclaw be his mentor? I'm very glad Brambleclaw's not in here. Right, he would have just died. Or Firestar, for that matter. Yeah. Well, at least this experience doesn't seem to have dampened Barry Kid's spirits. He's he's stayed that same little. I I I was hoping for like a little little firecracker, but guess not. Leafpool says he's too young, and Firestar will decide who his mentor will be. Barry Kit looks disappointed, then brightens up. Can he go back to the nursery? He's sure Hazel Kit and Mouse Kit couldn't think of any good games while he was gone. <laughs> Daisy sighs and tells Leafpool that he's right. It's been so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't been playing the who can hit the si- their sibling hardest on the head game. Yeah, or just, like, I did have a neighbor who would just kind of, like, run into walls for fun, and I feel like that's Barry Kit energy. Oh, I have I talked about the games that me and my siblings used to play? No. Uh, Beanie Baby War, where we would- uh, Oh my take- gosh, we did that, but with webkins. Okay, yeah, you- Which were our- bigger. <laughs> you know, that- probably softer. Did they have, like, beads in them? Oh, they had some beads. Never mind. Probably not. Uh, not softer. Um, we also played. I don't remember. We didn't. I don't think we named it. But we would do no arm wrestling. So you'd put your hands behind your back and actually no arm, no legs wrestling, basically. And you would go put your hands behind your back, get on your knees, and then wrestle each other. You couldn't use your hands. So, so we would arm ourselves with dowels. Just like real long dowel sticks, and hit e- hit each other. Oh, that sounds very similar to our game that we dubbed very problematically "Cancer Stick," where we would find a big stick, and if you got the stick, you would chase everyone else around, and if you hit them in the arm, they lose that arm. If they hit them in the leg, they lose that leg. If you hit them in the head, they're down immediately. If you hit them in the stomach, they have five seconds to run and then they die. Which doesn't make sense, but okay. Okay, well, it took our parents, like, way too long to, like, get us PVC covered in foam so we could actually hit each other without, like, hurting each other. And then we did pretty much the same game, except we called it Black Knight after the Monty Python scene. That's a sick 
Yeah, that's a cool name. I never got PVC or foam, though. It was always just a plain old stick. (laughs) Yeah, the problem was is that we couldn't hit our little sisters with the sticks. Otherwise, there'd be issues. Our problem was we lived in the middle of the woods and they couldn't see us or stop us half the time. Fair. Also, one of our favorite games was Duct Tag, which was when we would be on rollerblades and we had a roll of yellow duct tape. And you wanted to have the duct tape, but if someone tagged you, you had to throw the duct tape, and then everybody would chase after it and try to get it and get away. That seems less dangerous, just more like no, it wasn't too dangerous. I mean, you could wipe out pretty good. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, it doesn't seem too dangerous, but then I'm thinking about asphalt and roller skates, and I'm remembering. We used to we used to go like way up the hill to this other neighborhood because they had recently repaved roads. Oh. And so it was, like, such smooth sailing, especially because I have, like, street blades that just you feel every single nick in the ground. (laughs) Every single pebble is a punishment. (laughs) But then going down, oh, man, there was one time when my sister went down, down the hill to get back home and she just totally, like, face-planted at the bottom. And I was laughing and she got so mad at me for laughing. Anyways. Leafpool wants to keep him another day or two and she tells him to rest instead of bouncing around. And Barry Kit immediately curls up and managed to get his scrap of tail over his nose. Oh. He's, like, so tight. Daisy thanks Leafpool again. ThunderClan is really lucky to have her as their medicine cat. She leaves, passing Brightheart on her way out. Brightheart drops her cat mint. Doesn't Leafpool just love the smell? Leafpool murmurs in agreement, but her belly lurches. She thinks it will always remind her of Heavy Step's death and the message that she failed to bring to RiverClan. Man... That, yeah. You just got such a nice compliment. Like, I was about to say, like, Daisy that, 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 Daisy just gave such a genuinely, like, very kind thing to say. Yeah. But she's just like, nope, I'd rather, nope, like, where's Wallow the things that are wrong? Pity. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's how it works with, like, self-esteem sometimes. Leafpool, Brightheart began... Is it okay if she goes back to warrior duties now? Only Ashford needs his wounds checked daily, so there's not much for her to do here. Leafpool looks at her in surprise. She'd gotten used to having Brightheart around the past moon. And it's hard to remember her resentment she had towards her when Cinderpelt was alive. But she realizes that she's not looking forward to being the medicine cat all alone. But Brightheart is right. There's no reason to keep her from her regular duties anymore. And Brightheart needs to keep a closer eye on her husband. (sighs) She tells Brightheart, sure, and she's really grateful for everything she's done. As you should be. Brightheart dips her head, looking embarrassed. She's enjoyed it, and she's learned a lot from Leafpool and Cinderpelt. And she'll come help anytime Leafpool needs it. And Leafpool thanks her and watches her friend leave. Oh, friend. Yeah. Leafpool sorts through her herbs, tidying up the leaves and picking up the dried up berries. And she remembers Cinderpelt showing her how to do this. 
but now she can't even smell her in her den. It's as though she had never been. As if the individual medicine cat never mattered, only the skills that were passed down the generations. Leafpool thinks it might be time to think about getting training an apprentice of her own. Maybe one of Sorreltail's kits when they got older. Huh? We were just getting way too, like, uh, like, whoosh, that was a, that was some deep thoughts we were having. Yeah. Well, she hopes to find a cat as good as Willowpaw, because she had been so helpful even before she'd been apprenticed. And she wonders how Mothwing will teach her how to be a proper medicine cat when she didn't believe in Star Clan. I don't recall any of the medicine cats really, like, teaching that part. Like... I mean, it might be a little through osmosis. Yeah. You and, know, and not, they to be all fair, go. We haven't, like, seen as much of, like, the actual training of an apprentice. Because when we started seeing, when we we've, when we first met Leafpool, she was already, like, the apprentice. And Yeah. So I suppose. Hmm. So also, what's going on between Mothwing and Hogfrost? I mean, I think I figured out the fact that he, some, I don't, how would he have set up the lie? Did he put the moth wing outside the thing? Let's find out. <sighs> Leafpool hears an excited squeal behind her. Hazelkit and Mousekit are frisking around outside her den. <laughs> A butterfly flutters into the den, and the kits leap after it. They scatter her carefully sorted berries as they chase it back out into the clearing. Okay, cool, guys. Just, all right. Leafpool, p- <laughs> Leafpool pads out after them as they chase it into a thorn bush. And Leafpool doesn't want them to get stuck or hurt in there. A yowl of triumph sounds from the bushes. In the thicket, the kits are looking at a dead butterfly. Hazelkit boasts that she got it. She's going to be the best hunter ever. Leafpool's pelt rickles as she looks down at the butterfly's torn wing. It's a familiar sight somehow. Even though she's never looked closely at a dead butterfly that she can remember. Mousekit says weird that goose the tortoise we're kind of having, huh? <laughs> Mousekit says the tortoiseshell cat showed them the butterfly. She told us they could chase it. Leafpool asks if they met Sorreltail. She's the only tortoiseshell cat in the clan right now. No. The other tortoiseshell cat, Hazel <laughs> Hazelkit says. Why did I say I wrote Hazelnut? Maybe that was an autocorrect. I don't know. Anyways. That's not her warrior name. I it would have been kind of sick if it was, but we usually don't get, like, the actual, the names that are, like, real things. Yeah. Well, she called them out of the nursery, and she'd never seen her before, but she smelled like ThunderClan. Mousekit said that she knew their names. Leafpool asks where this cat is now. Mousekit shrugs. He doesn't know. Gone. The kids Wait. scamper back into the clearing. Wait, that was weird. There's Wait, only- guys, that was weird. <laughs> There's only one tortoiseshell cat that would have appeared and vanished. Spottedleaf must have sent them after the butterfly for a reason. 
<laughs> There's only one tortoiseshell cat that would be hanging around ThunderClan camp. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I should have vocalized. I was just rolling my eyes, everyone. <laughs> what is she trying to tell Leafpool? Leafpool paps the remain of the butterfly, which, <laughs> you know, when like your cat does that, the little like, boop, 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 bap, bap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cute. Her claw snagged on the torn wing. A butterfly's wing. A moth's wing. Moth wing. Got it. Got it. Good. Okay. I was worried that was going to take more steps, but she got it there in three. (laughs) I was a little worried there. I was a little scared. A scene unfolds in Leafpool's mind. Hawk frost. A moth's wing pierced on one claw, slipping through the shadows and placing it carefully outside of Mudfur's den. He had taken the moth's wing to be a sign that StarClan approved his choice. But could Hawkfrost have put it there on purpose? Yes. Leafpool is sure that Mothwing hadn't known the sign was false until much later. She could remember the wonder in Mothwing's eyes when she spoke about the sign. And she must have been devastated when Hawkfrost told her. But her commitment to serving her clan would have forced her to keep it secret. Leafpool wants to believe she's wrong. No cat could do such a dreadful thing. Not even Hawkfrost. Um, but this seems to be what Spotted Leaf was trying to tell her. And also, I would say of all the things he's done, that one's like probably, I mean, it's self-serving for sure to oh, um, yeah. be like, yeah, nepotism, get my sister in a place of power. Um, but like, he's done like, you've witnessed him chatting up his, like, mass murderer father? Yeah. So. I mean, we don't, like. It, he He's usually smart enough to, like, do his, like, dirty deeds uh, out of the, like, general public. But you, like, just witnessed him really throwing yeah. his dirty laundry out the bag for everyone to look at. So I feel yeah. like at, at any point, this is like probably why you were given this message now from Spotted Leaf, who was like, hey, girl, do you remember that whole scene we just like just saw? Yeah, this kid has been doing that for a while. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, does this mean that there's like a, a skipped generation of of Medicine Cat in River Clan? Is there someone... Who should have been Medicine Cat? No. Yeah, because I think I I wouldn't like that because I feel like she's Mothwing's good at her job. She just doesn't believe in God. I mean, the problem is that's a big part gosh, of it, I- huh? <sighs> Thinking you were chosen by the gods and then finding out it was actually just your brother oh that's a little faith shattering oh yeah so womp womp sorry mothwing she was converted and then quickly unconverted (laughs) and from what leafpool had heard at the gathering Hawkfrost is holding this secret over Mothwing, 
forcing her to invent messages from Star Clan to help him gain power in River Clan. Leafpool had always doubted whether Hawk Frost was trustworthy, but now there was no room for doubt. I, I mean, it took you this long? She wants to sink her claws into Hawk Frost's fur. Yeah, fighting him violence. would solve nothing. <laughs> yeah, girl, get him. Well, fighting him wouldn't solve anything, Ow. and neither would challenging him at the next gathering. Ow. She had no proof. Oh, yeah. And accusing him could also hurt Mothwing. Yeah. Would RiverClan let her continue serving as a medicine cat if they knew the sign had been false? Do they have any other choice? Well, they have a chosen one who just showed up. Maybe they're just like, hey, you do it now. And then he does become deputy. So it somehow works out. No, wait. (laughs) He's like, wait, no, I I wasn't the chosen one. That was the whole point of Moonrise. We didn't read read it correctly. Leafpool silently prays for Spotted Leaf to show her what to do. She must have been told this for a reason. Then she remembers Willowpaw. She must believe in Star Clan, like all clanborn cats. Perhaps Willowpaw would be able to take over those parts of Mothwing's duties that involved Star Clan. And if yeah. Mothwing knew that, it might give her the courage to stand up to her cruel brother. Yeah. Yeah, Willowpaw couldn't solve this problem, but maybe she could help. And Leafpool wonders how she could show her. She's Mothwing's apprentice, not hers. How can Willowpaw learn about Star Clan when her mentor doesn't believe in them? Want to hit me with a cat fact? Yes. All right. <laughs> so, continuing on this month's uh, sort of theme of honoring Black History Month. Uh, we're going to be talking about another iconic Black actress who played Catwoman and also loves cats, a.k.a. Halle Berry. I told you we are going to talk Yay. about it. Yeah, you're going to. So, uh, Halle Berry was born in 1966 in Ohio. Uh, her, and uh, just to get this out of the way, her mother is white and her father was Black, but she has always identified as a Black woman herself, um... You know, uh, she said, like, you know, folks were going to see me that way. That's how I identify. So she is mixed race, but she identifies as a black woman. So and I think that's a very complex respect, you know, issue. So I'm going to respect her identity. Um, so her parents divorced when she was uh, four and uh, because her father was abusive towards her mother. So her mother ended up raising her and her older sister uh, entirely on her own. Um, and from what I found, Halle Berry doesn't have any sort of relationship with her father. And for that, I don't blame her. Um, despite the stronger struggles of her younger life, uh, Barry, she stayed busy. Uh, in high school, she was a cheerleader, a school paper editor, uh, an honor student, and prom queen. Dang, get it, girl? Yeah. So um, she went to community college and around that time she started to enter into beauty pageants. Um, And I didn't know this, uh, but she was Miss Ohio in the Miss USA 1986 and was runner up to the winner that year. Um, Her hair looks awesome in those photos, I will just say. They look so cool. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, She was also the first African-American Miss World contestant in 1986 and she got sixth place. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, after that, in the 90s, in the early 90s, she moved to New York and started to pursue acting, which didn't immediately start with success, even though she was, like, already, like, known in the pageant scene. Um, at one point, she did experience homelessness and had to stay in a shelter in a YMCA uh, for a time. Um, but eventually, though, she started getting uh, small roles and building up her career, and she kept at it and, like, had breakout roles in uh, TV and movies and started making a name for herself. Uh, a name for herself. In 1999, she starred in and co-produced the made-for-TV biopic uh, introducing Dorothy Dandridge, uh, who, Dorothy uh, Dandridge, is the first African-American woman to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, oh, nice. And that role won Halle Berry an Emmy and a Golden Globe. And it's interesting because... In 2001, Halle Berry was the first Black woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress in her role for Monster's Ball. Nice. Yeah, so she not only Dang. played this, she 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 became, you know, both nominated and won. Um, Amazing. So, let's get to what the part where I want to talk about. So, in 2004, she starred in the movie <laughs> Catwoman. Um... Yeah, she's she was in a lot of movies. I'm I'm leaving out uh like a lot, and you know people are like, wow, she's like in these like really successful like you know iconic movies, and then also like in X Men movies. But you know she's always been like, you know I like to do what I like to do, and but she was in Catwoman, um, and and this is a cat podcast. Yeah. <laughs> When first in producing the film, uh, a lot of the cats were planned on being CGI, as you know, folks think that cats can't be as well trained as dogs. However, the wrong. <laughs> Yeah, we we went to see the Acro Cats. Yes, we know. We know. Uh, however, the production team decided to check out uh, Boone Nar of Boone's Animals for Hollywood. And I, I may have mentioned, uh, he might have come up. I, I Maybe I'll do a deeper dive into him later. But um, he, he was like, guys, look how wonderfully trained these cats can be with like the clicker method and bells. And so they ended up, yeah. um, the production ended up using about 60 trained cats on the film, many of which oh. were rescues. They also did use CGI, um, but a, a lot of it was like real cats. Um, yeah. And one in particular, Play-Doh, who was one of the rescues, uh, who's a beautiful white and cream long haired cat, uh, caught Barry's <gasps> eye. Um, you know, Barry considered herself a dog person as she had grown up with dogs and had a pet dog throughout her early career. And at that time had two Maltese's, uh, Polly and Willie. Um, Aww. however, she said, quote, being a part of these scenes, I'd be around these cats every day. I just loved one more than the next. But then there was this one cat, Play-Doh, that just attached to me and I attached to him and I just loved him. Oh. The trainer. She Boone- became. She didn't just play the Catwoman. She became the Catwoman. <laughs> um, the trainer Bunar. Um, she asked. She's like, "Hey, can I adopt him?" And he agreed. Um, and that ended up oh. being perfect because Play-Doh uh, got along well with the two dogs. Um, you know, th- she said, "You know, they just kind of check each other out." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, okay." Um, and in the end, uh, uh Catwoman was a huge flop. Um. It earned um, uh, it, it earned Halle Berry a Razzie. Um, for those who don't know, that is a parody award show for the worst movie every year or like worst you know stuff produced that year. Um, and she actually yeah. showed up in person to accept her Razzie. Um, 
holding her Academy That's such Award. such a great power move. Yeah, a ca- holding her Academy Award in the other hand, you know, she had her photo taken with the Razzie in one hand, the Academy Award in the other, and... Beautiful. Yes, and uh, said, quote, It's not like I ever aspired to be here, but thank you. When I was a kid, my mother told me that if you could not be a good loser, then there's no way you could be a good winner, unquote. Look at that. Yeah, so I I believe she took it with good humor, and I think that kind of shows in later actions, like how she she really doesn't regret the role of Catwoman and has said that she would love to play it again. Um, And Yeah, and plus she got a great cat out of it. I'm just going to say, she really won with Plato here, um, who actually ended up living until 2017. When, at the age of 16, uh, he did pass away due to brain cancer. Um, He was super beloved, not only by Barry, but also by her two kids. Um, And she has a really beautiful uh, memorial post on Instagram that I will have linked. Um, And it just shows, like, her and her cat and her her kids who just really loved him. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Barry has taken part of a lot of advocacy, um, not limited to uh, supporting pet adoption and rescue. Um, She once shared an adoptable shelter cat on her Twitter in 2020 uh, because the cat was named Halle Berry. Um, Yes. She also starred in a TV commercial spot to encourage cat adoption during the Puppy Bowl in 2022. That's today. 22. Well, I know, I know. But oh, the, yeah, I'm the puppy bowl is happening today, today when we're recording this. We wanted to watch it, but I, I don't think we can find any place to actually stream it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oops. I don't know if she's planning on adopting another cat. I know she's continued to adopt dogs, um, but uh, I would say, you know, whatever the critics say, she's definitely a cat woman forever in our hearts. Yes. And hey, I would rather get a cat than an Academy Award. Any day. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Are you ready? You're gonna... You're gonna lose your mind. Oh, I hope I don't lose it too much because I have a kitten sleeping in my lap. You're gonna lose your... You're gonna lose your mind. Okay. Brambleclaw races through the dark forest to meet (gasps) Tiger Star. We're not even there yet and I'm already not mad. Happy. Just you wait. His shoulder is fully healed, and his paws itch to show off his fighting skills to his father and brother. When he reaches the clearing, he halts. His father is sitting on the rock in the center, head bent, talking to a slender tortoiseshell warrior. Tawny Pout, what's she doing here? Oh my god, I thought I thought I thought that you had been misleading me about um about the whole uh 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 spotted leaf not being a villain thing and I was about to lose my literal mind, but also it wouldn't have made sense. Oh. But also Tawny Pelt? That would have been real good. Well, curiosity gets the best of Brambleclaw and he creeps around to listen. She's told him before, Tawny Pelt snaps. She doesn't want any part of his ambitions. Oh my- She has her own plans. God! Brambleclaw tenses. No cat spoke to Tigerstar like that. Uh, but Tigerstar yeah. isn't angry. Many cats have. You know many yeah. of them. Your mom, you probably. Uh, 
Firestar, yes, and now your sister. You just don't talk to yeah. women. But Tigerstar isn't angry. He seems pleased when he replies. She has his spirit, and she's a brave warrior. But He's there probably are excited times that this one isn't a pushover. <laughs> oh, but there are farted. times when spirit becomes foolishness. She shouldn't throw away what he has to offer. He could make her leader. Fox dung, Tawny Pelt <laughs> snarled. She's a loyal Shadow Clan cat, and if she's made deputy, it'll be because she's earned it herself, and because her clanmates in Star Clan wish it. E oh my god! Take a look in the mirror! You don't actually have to! Take a look at your sister! That's literally yeah. what you should have been she's saying from the start. She's much better looking than you. Yeah. Well, he's twisting the warrior code to get what he wants, just like he did when he was alive. Tigerstar growls, and Brambleclaw sees unsheathed claws. Tawnypelt holds her head high. You don't frighten me, she says calmly. And I don't want anything that you can give me. She spun around and stalked across the clearing. Straight to where Brambleclaw was crouched. Oh, that baby. <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening. You could name her Tawny, even though she's mostly gray, though. <laughs> Tawny Pelt hisses in surprise. What is he doing here? Brambleclaw says he could ask her the same thing. Telling off dad. What, are you about to go? Here, I'll help you. I'll be support. Oh my god. <laughs> Tawny Pelt's eyes are cold as she gazes at her brother. He's been here before, hasn't he? Mm. Does he think Tigerstar can give him power? Does he have Thistledown for brains? You know, she's not going to stay quiet. Like Miss Leafpool, I don't think. She's going to be like, I'm going to go talk to your girlfriend who's about to be my girlfriend. <laughs> Brambleclaw knows what he did when he was alive. That was then, Brambleclaw says. Now he's just helping them to become good warriors. Oh. Him and Hawkfrost, they train together. Tigerstar teaches them stuff. Why does he think that would help? Why does he think that's going to help at all? Oh my god. He's dumb. Oh my god. I bet he does, Tawny Pelt snorts. Brambleclaw, think, will you? For once. He's an amazing cat already. He's brave, he's loyal, and he has tremendous skills. Why does he need Tiger Star? You've literally she already let been chosen by the Star Clan to go on like a life-changing adventure. Yeah. I I don't know where this need for validation, like I I understand his childhood and his constant like need to be like I'm loyal but like this is not the way king you're like no. I don't think your like lifelong struggle to prove that you're not like your father is going to be supported by the fact by following your father Well she doesn't let him reply as she continues They've spent so long trying to break free of their father's legacy when they were kids, ThunderClan didn't trust them. Their clan leader didn't trust them. Mm -hmm. That's why she left to join ShadowClan. Tigerstar welcomed her. But when she saw what his leadership was like, 
she was glad when Scourge killed him. Tawny Pelt doesn't want any part of his blood. She has survived just fine without him, and so has Brambleclaw. I have one mommy, and that's Goldenflower. Maybe, Brambleclaw says, but he died before he had a chance to know him. Maybe this is his chance now. Tawny Pelt's eyes narrow. What? Did you just not that's listen not- to me at all? That's not what's happening here, and he knows it. She lets out a weary, exasperated sigh. She thinks Brambleclaw could make a great leader, but only if he goes about it the right way. She touches her nose to his ear in farewell, and her voice grows more affectionate as she says, Think about it, mouse brain. Brambleclaw watches her stalk away, and he wonders if Tigerstar summoned Mothwing here. And this is the only time Brambleclaw acknowledges that Mothwing is also his sister. But he thinks not, since she's a medicine cat. So she couldn't be leader. Okay. It's not like she's a, would be the, <laughs> she's the second most powerful ring, person ring. in the literal clan. <laughs> ring, ring. Hey, um, Mothwing, it's, uh, it's me again, Dad. Um, would, you, would you please pick up the phone? No, he wouldn't even get that far. He would go ring, ring. Sorry, the mailbox that you have reached is full. Please call again. (laughs) Sorry, this number has been disconnected. (laughs) Well, part of him wants to listen to Tawny Pelt. And he knew that Squirrel Flight would say the same thing if she knew. Yeah, and she's gonna know now because Tawny Pelt knows. But he tells himself that there's nothing wrong with accepting his father's help. Oh my god. Every warrior has thought about leading their clan one day. And if StarClan approves of his relationship with Squirrelflight, surely they know about his ambitions as well. I don't think they know about this, though. He pushes down the small voice of his conscience and steps out to greet Tigerstar. Literally, in text. It's not subtext anymore. And like, hey, Leafpool, maybe um, that StarClan thing showing that your sister and Brambleclaw's fates are so intertwined meant that you were supposed to make sure that Brambleclaw was on a right path if you wanted to save your sister. No, that's like her job, though, isn't it? My sister's job to, you know, isn't it a man, isn't it a woman's job to make sure her man isn't, like, the worst guy ever? Wait a minute. Wait, huh? I'm just saying, because... Leafpool definitely passed on that sign. And maybe it wasn't that they were supposed to be together or that they were, like, you know, chosen by Starkland to be together. Maybe it was, hey, Leafpool, maybe you should look out for him. Because by looking out for him, you're looking out for your sister. She's not very good about interpreting signs, though, I think we have seen. She doesn't definitely doesn't want to speak up about it. Nope. Brambleclaw wakes to a piercing cry from outside the warrior den. He sprang to his paws. Spiderleg tells him to keep his fur on. It's only fur and cloud. She came in looking for Daisy. She wasn't in the nursery, but she must be around here somewhere. Spiderleg said she'd be the last cat to go wandering off. She's hardly left the hollow since the badgers attacked. Um. Fern Cloud is out in the clearing. Cloudtail is beside her. Fern Cloud is saying that the kits are gone too. She must have taken them away deliberately. Oh. 
Yep. <laughs> Sorrel Tail says White Paw and Birch Paw haven't seen them. She doesn't think they're in camp. It's barely dawn. If Daisy had left, she would have done so as dawn was breaking. What had been important enough to draw her into the forest Th- when guys, she seemed so afraid of what was lurking there? It, you Literally last week, you knew she was talking about leaving. Yeah. Well, Ferncloud says she went to give Daisy and Sorreltail fresh kill. Daisy's nest was still warm, but Daisy and the kits were gone. Firestar joins them to ask what's wrong, and Ferncloud explains. Oh, thank The God. Dawn Patrol returns. Dustpelt with Squirrelflight, Sandstorm, and Brightheart. Brambleclaw asks if they saw Daisy when they were out. Dustpelt says, yeah, she slipped out of camp behind them. Why is there a problem? She's gone, Ferncloud said. Why didn't he stop her? For Star Clan's sake, Dustpelt hisses. He thought she was going to make dirt. Why would he stop her? <laughs> I don't ask a lady's business. Who do you think I am? Cloudtail? Gentleman. I love huh? my wife and leave uh, hot single moms in my area alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cloudtail asked if the kits were with her. Dustpelt didn't notice them. But Sandstorm did. They followed her out. Squirrelflight says Barry Kit was complaining about something, but they didn't really stop and listen. Firestar says it's obvious what happened. Daisy has been talking about bringing her kits back to Horse Place to live. Barry Kit being caught in that trap must have made up her mind. As soon as he was fit to travel, she left. Yeah, no. this really wasn't a tough one to crack, Sherlock's. No. No, Cloudtail sounded outraged. After the badger attack, he promised that the clam would look after her. And then her kit lost half his tail in a fox trap, Firestar pointed out. It's like, yeah, focus on raising your own kid. Yeah. Well, he's sorry. He knows Cloudtail did his best. And Firestar really thought it was going to work. Her kits were really settling in well. He'd better tell the clan. So Firestar goes towards the high ledge, and Brambleclaw and Cloudtail exchange a glance. Cloudtail's eyes spark with anger. Is that it? Cloudtail asks. Isn't Firestar going to do anything to find Daisy? Firestar calls the clan back together. No, she wanted to leave. She left. Brackenfur pokes his head out of the nursery and bounds over to Sorreltail. What is she doing? He covers her ears with anxious licks. She's shaking with exhaustion. She shouldn't wear herself out like this. Sorreltail leans on his shoulder, quivering. She says softly that she thought she'd be able to find Daisy, but she must have gone back to Horse Place. Brackenfur says there's nothing else she can do. And he tells her to come back to the nursery. The kids are wailing their heads off. They're hungry and he can't feed them. <laughs> He's like, I, I've tried. She's like, I know, honey. I know. Like the first night they were born. You're like, let, let me see if I can. It's like, well, I mean, no, he can't. God. Well, why didn't he say so? Sorreltail asks. Weariness forgotten as she whisked around and headed. To <laughs> She's like, oh, my babies need me. Excuse me. Never mind. You should have started lady. with that. Bye, friend. Squirrelflight joins Brambleclaw. 
If only she'd stopped to talk to Daisy. Maybe she could have persuaded her to stay. No. Brambleclaw says it's not her fault. Her mind was He's fighting up. down his own... <laughs> He's fighting down his own disappointment. He always doubted that Daisy had the makings of a true clan cat. But the loss of her kits was disastrous. Yeah, I kind of thought she was going to What about his apprentice? <sighs> I guess there's always so many ladies I can meet, they'll just give me a random kid. Yeah. Well, he, he guessed that Barry Kit hadn't wanted to go. And thanks to Daisy, a fine warrior had been lost to the clan. And his tail. <laughs> no, his tail's, his tail's still here. Yeah, still in heaven. Just outside. Firestar is telling the clan that Daisy must have decided that she and her kits belong in the horse place. They'll miss them, but they have to respect her wish to leave. Firestar? Respect. That's Mouse Brain, Cloudtail burst out, not bothered by res disrespecting his clan leader at all. No. What is he ever, though? He says Daisy... <laughs> He's never. He says Daisy is no safer there than in the forest. She came here in the first place, worried the two legs would take her kits away. And there hasn't been a sniff of Badger in the territory. Cloudtail thinks that they should go bring her back. Why are you so invested in it, Cloudtail? Squirrelflight hisses softly. Look at Brightheart. She probably doesn't want Daisy to come back. Mm -hmm. Brightheart's expression is a mixture of anger and distress. Cloudtail... Firestar says. They can't force Daisy to do anything. Cloudtail interrupts him. Like, I can't They should force at least go talk to her. To be a good husband. Then, then they could make sure she got back safely. I agree, Brambleclaw says, standing beside Cloudtail. Oh, great. He Misogynists unite. He would regret it for the rest of his life if he didn't make an effort to retrieve Barry Kit. Stop! If it's okay with Firestar, he says... He'll go with Cloudtail. Squirrelflight twitches her whiskers in surprise. She seemed to remember some cat making rude comments about kitty pets joining the clan. Oh, Brambleclaw yeah. Feels I forgot embarrassed. that happened. Sorry, right? his list of sins is so lengthy, it's hard to keep him in order. Isn't it? Yeah, well, he's sorry about that. But ThunderClan needs more kits. And Daisies would have made good warriors. His, all of his apologies are just so sincere, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I don't care about Daisy. I just need one of her kids so I can become leader. <sighs> Everything's a means to an end for me. Yeah, including your sister. Very well, Firestar says. They can go, but if Daisy wants to stay where she is, they need to come right back and leave her in peace. They should wait until sunset so there won't be as many two legs around. Great, Cloudtail says, tail shooting up in delight. Brambleclaw glances to Brightheart again, just in time to see her vanish behind the screen to leave Pool's den. God. The sun is setting as Brambleclaw and Cloudtail walk along the shore. They cross swiftly through WindClan territory, and when they arrive at the horse place, darkness is gathering. They go to the barn where they guess Daisy to be, and they squeeze under the fence only to be startled by horses. Luckily, Smokey comes to their rescue. Thanks, Smokey. Thanks, bro. Who would have believed horses in horse place? 
they follow Smokey into the barn and catch their breath. Smokey never expected to see them here. Another cat comes to ask what they want. Her pelt looks like daisies, and Brambleclaw wonders if they're littermates. Smokey introduces them to Floss. Cloudtail introduces himself, and Brambleclaw says they're here to see Daisy. They hear two legs coming and they hide, though Smokey tells them that there's no need. We just don't want them to <laughs> take us away. Doing? Bye. It's happened before. The two legs sets down a bowl of kitty pet food. And Smokey seems surprised that they've come to see Daisy. He didn't think they would want to after she left. Cloudtail says they like Daisy a lot. And Brambleclaw asks that they wanted to make sure she and the kits were okay. Ew. Shrieks of delight erupt from the far corner of the barn. The three kits came dashing out and hurled themselves at Brambleclaw and Cloudtail. They came! Berry kits said they would. He chased a mouse on the way here. <laughs> Brambleclaw asked if he caught it. No. I think they would have said if they had caught it. Brambleclaw tells him not to worry. He will in time. Hazelkit charges into Cloudtail, sending him off his paws. They want to be apprentices like Birchpaw and Whitepaw. Mousekit asks if they're warriors yet. Cloudtail laughs. They've been gone a day. (laughs) We don't know. We're hurt. It's hard to tell time. Berrykit says it feels like moons. It's so boring here. But it's safe. Daisy joins them. Yep. She knows why they are here. Please don't ask her to come back to the forest. Can we keep her kids? She's all? made up their mind. Please, can we steal them? Cloudtail says every cat misses her and the kits. No. Thunderclan needs new warriors, and they'll do everything they can to make her feel at home. Barry Kit says they want to go back, and his siblings agree. Daisy shakes her head. No, they don't. They're too young to understand. Brambleclaw says he doesn't think that's true. They were so young when Daisy brought them to ThunderClan. It's all they really know. They're nearly clan-born like the other warriors. Of course they want to go back. Because it's like the only home they've ever known. Yeah. Daisy sighs. It couldn't work. She's always lived by no furs. She's used to regular feeding times and a roof over her head. And warriors despise that. <laughs> and warriors despise that way of life. Cloudtail promises quietly that they don't despise her. Daisy says everything in the forest is so strange. She doesn't understand half their code. And she doesn't feel like she could ever belong. Daisy's eyes are fixed on Cloudtail. And Brambleclaw realizes that she's in love with him. Oh my god, he's so stupid! And she knows, Daisy knows, that there would never be any cat for him but Brightheart. Yeah, but like, I feel like we haven't really gotten... Yeah, Daisy knows that. But it doesn't seem like Cloudtail's been really showing that. <laughs> Brambleclaw thinks maybe it is best for her to not come back. Respect for Daisy, Cloudtail though. Respect for Daisy. Respect for Daisy. Cloudtail doesn't seem to see the strength of Daisy's feelings. 
he still thinks she should come back. There will always be a place for her, and every cat misses her. He knows Brightheart does. Daisy <laughs> winces. Okay. <laughs> That's a very generous interpretation of everything that has happened. Daisy says she's so useless out there. She feels like everyone is sick of looking after her. Brambleclaw says that's not true. She's helped Sorreltail with her kits. And Barry Kit tells her not to worry. Yeah, look at Brambleclaw. Look he's, a, he's useless. <laughs> he promises to protect her from badgers and teach her the warrior code. And when he's an apprentice, he'll tell her everything his mentor teaches him. Mom Hazel going back to high too. school with her kids. Yeah. Please take them back. They want to be warriors and catch their own prey. The two-leg food is yucky. Smokey, silent until now, brushes his muzzle against Daisy's. He says that maybe she should go. Daisy looks confused and hurt. She thought he missed her. This is this is, a, this is just says, a very awkward. Like every like all of these interactions besides like like Bramble Claw with everyone has just been like, oh, I don't like like this. Like Cloudtail's making me uncomfortable because like man, like I, I I I'm hoping you only see her as a friend or like I don't know, she weirdly reminds you of your mom you didn't get to know very well, or something like that. Uh but and then I, I genuinely still don't understand the relationship between Daisy and Smokey and her sister. Um, so yeah. Smokey says he did. He missed all of them, but their kits won't settle here. Daisy could always come back when they're full grown. Cloudtail says that Smokey could come to the forest too. I don't. I what? Brambleclaw flinches. Everybody's flinching and wincing. Just like this whole thing has been a wince fest. It's it's been a flinch wince fest. Me, Smokey says, no thanks. It sounds way too crowded, and he'd never remember everyone's names. <laughs> you know, those are valid reasons I did not think right? about. I all he's like, I have social anxiety. And he couldn't leave Floss all by herself, could he? Barry Kitten nudges Daisy again. Can they go back? Can who, they? Who are you dating? <laughs> Daisy looks at her kits. They really want to live in the cold and wet with no proper food in a forest full of badgers and traps? Yeah! Yes! 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 <laughs> All three kids bounce with excitement. This is exactly what we want! We want to! Mother, I want to die in battle for glory. I want to go to a weird heaven where everyone will be judgy of me because I didn't grow up here. Oh, I mean, I did, but like, I'm not born. I want to be, I want to have awkward uh, conversations with every other person in every other clan who is going to be very, very xenophobic towards me. Yay. Well, I suppose. Barricade yowls in triumph. They're going back to the forest. And I think that's where we can end for today. I can't believe Daisy's about to die in a very scary way, I'm afraid. <laughs> Ugh. So, wow. That was, um... Yeah. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> like, everything that happened today was not fun. Like, 
I think no, it's because we... It kind of wasn't. It was just like, wow. Ugh. Whoa, disappointing all around, huh? Um, well... At least Tawny I'm, Pelt was um, so cool. Yeah. I'm not disappointed in... Yeah, Tawny Pelt. And I'm not disappointed... I mean, Daisy, I under... I think... Daisy's kind of like... She's a tough mama. Like... She is. She's like, I'm about to do the scariest thing in my life uh, again to make sure my kids are safe. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Firestar, you know, Cloudtail's like, uh, we said we'd protect you. And and then her kid did lose his tail. So. Yeah, I mean, Pretty but rough. that's always been a thing with the, uh, the, the nursery dentist. There always just seems to be someone sneaking out or sneaking in. So it's a weak spot. Oh, yeah. and maybe we should have put that on the pamphlet, huh? Um, but, yeah. Uh, Bring your kids, but watch them close. Closer than you think. Oh, you went to bed? Yeah, that's the one time they're going to die. We're serious. Um, anyway. Blomp, blomp. Folks, if you want to receive a pamphlet on why you should abandon your old life and come to join ThunderClan, then uh, no promises, but follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWIT, <laughs> or you can email us directly at WCWITcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, uh, you can share this episode with a friend and uh, be like, hey, uh, there's like some really, really cool women in this. And there are some guys. They're there too. Sadly, they're always there. Yeah. But so are we. But so are we, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.